0: Hello and welcome to Off the IR with Dr. Aubrey Green. I'm Mike DeStefan. I'll be co-hosting this podcast alongside Dr. Aubrey Green. Dr. G, how are you doing this morning? I am well,
1: thank you. And yourself?
0: I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I tried the Chi mat yesterday. Ah. And yes, so we'll talk a little bit about that a little bit later because I actually went and saw your associate at your chiropractic clinic. So we're going to talk a little bit about that later. And then we're also going to talk a bit about your injury because you're going under the knife in about four days. So it's really coming up super soon. And we do got to eventually tell a story about how you hurt your shoulder. So we'll get to that and we'll get to a lot more. Uh, But before we do get into the podcast, I just kind of want to ask you about how you feel about the Jason Arna interview and the response that you've received from people who've listened to it. Because I've heard great things from some good people uh, that I've shared the podcast with. So just curious what you've heard and how you felt it went.
1: I love the interview. When I listened back to it, And I listened to what Jason said specifically. It was great. The information and the experience and the demeanor and his ability to articulate it after the fact years later and his memory about all everything. It was fascinating to me. And this pod's about education, inspiration, like you need to get something out of these things we're talking about. And Jason brought it. And I was really proud about it. And I had the pleasure yesterday of once again, listening to part two, which will be launching uh, likely on Monday. And part two was the same. It's like you're listening to a guy who gets it and no disrespect to Arnie. I never realized when I worked with him how bright he really was. And I don't mean that disrespectfully. It's just a lot of conversations around the game in the game might not have happened at that point in time. So it was really cool for me to listen after the fact and as much respect as I had for him over all the years and as much love I had for him as a brother, I can tell you that after doing the interview, after knowing what's coming out next week, this man is even greater than I ever thought. And to young athletes, to pros who are in the game, to parents who are trying to figure out the ways to guide their children, to people who think and are having aspirations of the next level, trying to figure out things that work and don't Jason just brought it. And I'm really proud of it. And I hope people take the time to listen to it because he's a man worth listening to. Oh, hundred percent. It was a
0: great podcast and you yourself, considering it was your first interview that you ever did with somebody, uh, you know, hats off to you. Give yourself a pat on the back. Well done. Well done, Dr. G. Thank and you, sir. I even think Thank myself, I, I think myself that, that, because you had such a personal relationship with Arnie working with him for so many years, I think that gave him a comfort level just to to kind of open up because hockey players, typically there's a, a stigma around them that they're boring. Uh, they don't talk a lot. They don't like to talk a lot, especially when it comes to the media. So the fact that you're not a traditional media member and you're just his friend, his colleague that you know he, he worked with for many, many years, it was very easy for him to open up to you and talk to you, and just have straight conversation with a, with an old buddy and that's kind of what it felt like. So it was it was a really really cool, really fun interview and everybody go check it out uh if you haven't already and this is the first time you're finding yourself listening to this podcast. Go check it out on iTunes, Spotify, anywhere you can get your podcast from. It's it's great. Let's get into let's get into what we're going to talk about
1: today. How would so, I get into that? Let sure, me get into that. Sure. You yeah, cuz you're the one. Oh, I, I got the so, biggest <laughs> smile on my face over this because as I just said educating you is key to me doing what I'm intending to do. Like I have to, you gotta be getting something out of this. And I don't know where the road's gonna take us and when the opportunities to be educational are and what you're going through at home and how it will play in. But listening to, I think it was episode four or five, one of those where we talked about the importance of a diagnosis and we talked about pain and the problem of pain meds. And, you know, those kind of conversations we've had have, have definitely gotten into Mike's ear. And Mike was having pain because he's driving back and forth to TSN from Niagara Falls. That's it's a trek every months. day. <laughs> nearly and, two hour
0: drive every day.
1: Yeah, each way. So, uh, yeah, you know, he said, OK, I'm gonna, I want to go see a chiropractor. And he went to see a chiropractor, which is a good thing. He asked me if I knew anybody in Niagara Falls area, which I don't. And I'm also someone who doesn't guess. So I think people have to think about this too in their own lives. When you make a referral or a recommendation to somebody, make sure it's been vetted and it's solid and it's comfortable to you because your reputation's on the line too. And I've always, since a young age, recognized that. If I don't have something that I think is beneficial to the individual and it's kind of in the balance and I don't know, just don't make a recommendation. You don't have to solve everybody's problems and always have something to say when they have a question. You can simply say, not in my wheelhouse or I don't know. So I didn't know anybody in Niagara Falls. And then you made an appointment, which you talked about previously. And then now it just amounted to an unbelievable opportunity for people to learn the pros and the cons of the experience and hopefully identify when you may be in the right office or the wrong office. Mike, your turn to tell a little bit of your experiences and what on, and then I will hop back in and have fun with this convo.
0: So essentially, I I guess I became a guinea pig (laughs) where I got to go into another office. Here's the thing, and I think this is the case in a lot of professions. You just assume that the professionals know what they're doing, especially when you're uneducated on a certain subject. Whatever they're feeding you, you just think that it's gospel. You think that it's the right information. So I think when it comes to getting a secondary opinion is is very important. And, And this is what... Uh, why I ended up going to to your office just get a secondary opinion and, and to see what maybe is different from what they told me. So uh, the first one that I went to here in Niagara Falls, you know, I set up an appointment on uh, a week ago last Friday. So I went in and it was just a, a consultation. So they took some X rays, they used some devices on my back to check out my vertebrae and check out my spine, and they did some reflex tests and all that and at the end of the day they came back and and you know like oh your your spine's out you know out of line you're you're shifting over to the right your head is about like 12 centimeters over your body over your shoulders i guess your ear and your shoulder supposed to kind of be parallel to each other and my head's facing forward my right leg is longer than my left by like an inch i guess so, you know, all these findings and they were just, you know, telling me, oh, this is what's wrong with you. This is what's wrong with you. And I left thinking like, oh, crap, I got tons of problems with myself. And on top of all that, um, you know, still in, in, in some considerable amount of pain, I have uh, some vertebrae issues with my lower back, uh, my upper back and then in my neck as well. So uh, so that was kind of. And then when I left, I, I texted you and I called you and was like, hey, this is what they said. This is what happened. And right away, you're like, wow, not what I wanted to see. Why don't you go through what you basically what your thoughts were on my experience after me telling you what I had gone through over the course of that hour?
1: It didn't take me long. You sent me a picture of something which had almost a picture of someone's back with a bunch of red lines and green lines and. All this Black. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. As soon as it's I saw that, to say, like
0: the darker the line, the more chronic the injury of to that specific vertebrae was that's, that's what's supposed to read at least. Oh, okay. cause I asked the question. I wanted to know. So I asked, the good. Question.
1: You went in there knowing you wanted a diagnosis. You just exactly. didn't know you were going to someone who wasn't capable or was buying <laughs> into stuff that was BS. <laughs> so let me run you down this road so people can understand it at home and give you a little bit of take on chiropractic as well as we have this conversation. But when I saw that image, I knew it was wrong because you don't need devices to figure this self up, to be perfectly honest. And even those devices that they utilize, they've been shown in laboratory settings to have some value. But when you just take them in an office setting without controls, it's really just another marketing piece that these individuals are using to get you to buy into what they're selling. And I got to tell you, it's no different than any other profession. There are way too many people out there who are over-promising and under-delivering for the purpose of trying to make a living or close a sale, and their accountability after the fact is nowhere to be found, and they've come up with a system, and guess what? When you're dealing with people's health, I don't believe in systems and one thing that applies to all, but I can tell you right away, the guy took x-rays, and you'll say after because my office didn't, but... You didn't need x-rays for what you had and if he took x-rays we x-rayed at our office probably less than five percent of cases because based on your age and how you screen most of the time you can figure out what the x-ray is going to show and it's only showing bone and bone only gives you so much information so the x-rays have limited value but a lot of times they get used by these practitioners to say oh look how forward your head is it could be how you're standing (laughs) And and look how offside you are. You know, this guy did x-rays, didn't need it. He said your head is in front of your body. That's called anterior head carriage. And guess what? Everybody who's listening to this right now, unless your posture is clean and you've been educated, I bet you you have anterior head carriage. You sit on your phones with your head down in front of you. Go look at people in an elevator. You sit at your desk with your head in front of you, screening and squinting at a screen you do all these things through your life that puts your head in front of you. It's postural and that needs to be checked, but that's not like, OMG, you got three days to live. You better sort this. Right. And then on top of that, he said, your are right. It's, it's funny you say that
0: it's, it's, it's funny you do say that because I felt like that when he was going through everything that was wrong with me, I guess it did kind of seem like it was a lot worse than what, uh, than what I was told by, by your clinic by Dr. Claire.
1: We'll get to that. And I agree right. with you and I'm happy you noted it because it's important that you note it. You're the patient. It's your health beyond this conversation. Right. It doesn't have anything to do with me. And he also said your right leg is longer than your left. If you put everybody I know on a table, they're not going to have symmetry. Your right side's going to be, you know, usually your dominant shoulder is lower than your non-dominant shoulder and your legs are, you know, nobody was built symmetrical, but this isn't stuff to like call in the troops and throw in the towel. <laughs> like this, this is just marketing 101 in the wrong direction. And I have to say this to, in the defense, we're not going to mention the clinic you went to and the guy's name, cause it's not relevant and you won't be going back there, but, or at least I don't think you will. But I actually believe that a lot of the practitioners out there who are selling plans and management of like you know, come four times a week for a couple weeks, and three times a week for a couple weeks, and then two times a week for a couple weeks, and then one time a week and all this kind of stuff. There's no science behind that. And guess what? Early on, I'm a chiropractor by profession. Early on in my career, you're talking 18 years ago, I closely, I figured out really quickly that I didn't like being considered a chiropractor. And I know that's not a Great thing for some people to hear. And I know it's not a great thing for proud chiropractors to hear. But all I heard early on people coming in my door was, hey, I heard once you go to a chiropractor, you have to go forever, like three times a week. No, you don't. Whoever's selling you that we didn't learn that in school. You know, there's you, you simply didn't learn it. We learned science. We learned our place. We learned how to stay in our lane. But there's all these side courses and there's also some schools in the States that sell a lot of stuff that I think is BS and put it in people's head. But a lot of times they just take this philosophical approach like chiropractic can heal the world. It can't. Okay, it can help people out. It's got its place. But I learned early on that I didn't proudly associate myself because there's so many out there who are just, quite frankly, not helping patients out because they have flawed philosophies, beliefs and approaches you mentioned something else in our conversation previously. I asked you, hey, did, did he mention the word subluxation? Yes. And, you, and you said, yes, people, only my opinion, only worth what you think it's worth. You hear a chiropractor mention the word subluxation, you respectfully at that point know you're in the wrong office. And I'm going to tell you why. If you look at the medical definition of subluxation, it's really a dislocation kind of like what happened with my shoulder where it got ripped out, but it's, it's a dislocation. It's an anatomical dislocation, big problem. The way chiropractors who use it is as if like you have a vertebra out of place and it's impinging on stuff and it's basically screwing up your life. It's simply not the case and they buy into stuff that doesn't work. And i there were a few clues that were just so evident to me that early on in our conversation, I knew, listen, you want to get a different approach, go see Dr. Daniel Clare, who works at my clinic, who I've trained and I've worked with for years. He's an unbelievable practitioner and he's going to give you the advice and the recommendations to solve your issues. So why don't you talk a little bit about the difference in experience and then I can say, basically in a roundabout way what your plan of management is now moving forward compared to what you thought it was going to be where you were. And people pay attention because the difference is so significant between what Mike experienced in Niagara Falls and what he experienced uh, with Dr. Daniel Clare. And if you can recognize this and hear it, it'll help you navigate your own path. It's probably gonna make a lot of people think twice um, and maybe make a different decision moving forward and not get into a trap. Cause the other reality is, is you would have spent a little bit of a small fortune on the chiropractor that was selling you something. He also offered you a 10% discount. If you go to a practitioner who offers you a discount to pay upfront, we are not selling carpets, yo. Like how disrespectful is that to the practice itself? As a, It's a health first, business second thing. Clearly this guy over there was business first, health, maybe not even ever. So I'm going to let you talk about my clinic. But there were so many alarm bells that went off that it was like, wow, thanks for giving me content because people need this at home.
0: Yeah, exactly. And that's exactly what you said he said, well, this whole thing's going to be a podcast and it could be an ongoing thing too, as we go throughout the podcast. But um, yeah, when, when I went and visited uh, your spot with Dr. Daniel Claire, first of all, I felt really welcomed. First and foremost, your spot up in Vaughn, great area, beautiful area, walked into your office. You got all of these awesome autographed uh, photos of all your former clients, hockey players, football players, lacrosse players, you know, you, you, a lot of people. <laughs> um, and then I got, I, to bought, me- I,
1: I bought those on eBay, by the way.
0: That makes sense. That makes sense. And they were, you know, to Dr. Green, did You buy them off another Dr. Green's, uh, collection is how you did.
1: I actually could tell people if there's a Dr. Green out there and they want signed photos, I have a lot for you that you can have for a small, <laughs> for a small price marketing 101.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Um, but no, honestly, it was, I, I, felt really welcomed by by the office too. Uh, kind of felt like a little mini, mini celeb walking in there. You know, Vanessa was very nice. And I don't think we've ever talked about her on this podcast, but she does a lot for this podcast. So thanks, Vanessa. And it was nice to meet you yesterday. Uh, but then, you know, Julie, your wife came out and said hello, which was great uh, to meet her in person. Uh, but then Dr. Daniel Clare came out and, you know, brought me in and, you know, just basically said oh it's it's nice to put a face to to a voice after listening to you on the podcast so we just kind of bonded and chatted quickly about that before we got into it but um yeah when it came to the differences between Dr. Claire and uh the doctor that I was with here in Niagara Falls I mean first and foremost there was no like actual tools used by Dr. Claire except for his hands his hands were like really the
1: only tools that he used was his own hands yeah. His hands, his eyes, his brain, orthopedic test, stuff that gives value and, and, and lets us know, as well as right. the questions he asked you. Yes. Are very, very important to finding out where to go with the examination. But continue. I agree. There were no devices. There, is, there, there were no, are no tools. Gadgets. And there were no gadgets to sell you anything, and that's exactly what those things are—they're gadgets to sell you stuff. Keep going. <laughs> yes, um, but yeah. So you know, we did we did some of the some similar
0: tests that were done at the other place, and then some other stuff. But I think the questioning was a lot more thorough, and, and that's really what I felt was the biggest difference. And to me, I think one of the uh, one of the bigger differences was the I believe uh, the term trigger factor. Was, was one that Dr. Claire was using. Was it not trigger factor? Is that it? Where he was just like, these are what's triggering the injuries, okay. you know, the long
1: drives. Yeah, you know, contributing your- factors. Yes, yes, yes. You're talking yeah. about the cause of why you have pain or yes. why you have postural alterations. And if I can interject just yep. to make it streamlined is after speaking to Dr. Claire and he examined you, you're driving four hours a day. Then you go to work and you have a six, seven, eight hour shift, whatever it is. And you're sitting at a computer with your head forward and you're doing very little in your life to combat that and kind of bring you back to better postural positioning. And long story short, Mike DiStefano doesn't have some sort of fancy diagnosis where the world is going to fall and all these things. He's got postural alterations that are resulting in pain. And dysfunction in a multitude of areas. And Mm. your solution is quite simple. You'll likely see Dr. Claire twice a week for three to four weeks on a max perspective. Uh, He's probably going to do a combination of some acupuncture therapy with stimulation, some soft tissue therapy, hands-on stuff. He will likely adjust you as well, which we can talk about going forward because not all cases like adjusting people's spine or cracking them as like people like to use in layman terms that's not the be all and end all especially if you work in my world where you're dealing a lot with more athletes and active people there's a huge muscular component to it and you got to have ways of, of addressing that too and simply adjusting a joint is not necessarily dealing with the muscular issues but the biggest difference that you well, will I notice, that
0: was one of the, that's the biggest difference. The fact that there was actually a tailored plan to my problem, whereas at this other place, it was pretty much just, like they, so they showed a video I had, when I went for my findings report, there was a video and within the video, it was like, oh, if you're here more than five minutes, uh, it's just because we're talking too much. It's basically a quick crack and you're gone. Like, I, I swear to God. Like you, I just can saw you, your can face. You change, right
1: now? Can, can you change cr- cr- crack into quack? Cause that's what you <laughs> went to see quack, quack, quack. And that's actually why I didn't like associating myself with it because I understood that it was so far beyond that, the way we were practicing and the way we approach our patients, health first business, second, get a diagnosis. Once you have a diagnosis, okay, what's the problem in your case is you got some restrictions and some muscular ailments secondary to your posture There's a, there's a diagnosis that doesn't need to get more technical than that. Then what is your treatments? And in our case, we know what your treatments are. Your treatments are, you know, you're going to get what I just listed before, as well as a plan of management that includes a bunch of stretches that you'll do when the time is right. Then a bunch of exercises that you'll ultimately do at home. And in the long run, this lies on Mike's shoulders. We love educating our patients because through exercise therapy and we're not talking about running the Boston marathon and we're not talking about lifting weights over your head. You're talking about simple targeted exercises for your posture and for your movement that will make some corrections. You'll do them regularly on the, you know, daily for 10 to 15 minutes. And then depending on where you progress to, then you added even more strengthening. But ultimately in the early stages, we got our work to do with you. Dr. Claire needs to make some corrections there that will happen quite quickly. And then it's about educating you. So you do the exercises and you do stuff. And yeah, if you continue to drive to work three hours and four hours a day and sit at a desk, you probably will be a candidate for someone who needs what we would call maintenance care. So you might be coming in once every two, three, four weeks, depending on your body. And that gets established over time because that is an aggravating factor. And if you cannot remove you called it a trigger factor it's probably an aggravating factor is what he said if you cannot remove the aggravating factors and people need to work they need to get to work they need to do what they do at work i get it but if you can't remove those aggravating factors then you have to come up with a maintenance plan and that's what we're talking about so clearly two very different approaches and one that i can tell you definitively you would knock out of results at the other place you would not have gotten results. You would have went there and maybe over time you would have bought into what they were selling, you know, and all the products they were trying to sell you or, <laughs> this
0: stupid head, head or
1: yes, or you're going to get results, get the educational tools you need so that at home you can take care of your own health and use us as a resource, not a crutch to nowhere. So it really is a bit different thing for people to think about and to hear Uh, And Mike was a great example of that. And I'm looking forward to us being able to kind of talk about your progress over the next few weeks and how you're feeling and what you're what you're feeling and how the experience unfolds over time. But beware who you go to um, have an expectation of what you expect to happen and be careful of someone who looks like they're selling you something because they probably are. They're selling it to you with the video. They're selling it to you with their speech upon what's wrong with you and the use of x-rays and the use of these tools. And then they're selling it to you, trying to give you a discount and talking to you about all the times you're going to come. It's really sad that that exists, but it does.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It really just, it does seem like, and the thing that I liked most was the fact that there seems to be a plan for me by, by yourself and Dr. Claire, when it comes to fixing my personal problems that I have with my postural issues and and, and a way to fix that, as opposed to uh, every single patient at this other place, because I have friends and family members who have gone to this place before. And I asked them, I was like, what else do they do for you? And essentially, it's a crack and go. That's it for everyone. Quack, every quack single... and go. Quack and go. Exactly. Quack and go. That's 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 what they do there, and um, I forget the term you used before, but it's almost like a conveyor belt. They're just filtering people through five-minute shifts as they go. Five minutes, it's fifty bucks every five minutes for each patient. They got like four stables out there in the room, and they just crack you, quack you, quick, and, and away you go. And hopefully, you know, you, you feel better, but. I definitely feel like I have uh, a much better chance of having long-term success and long-term better health with you than I do with uh, the the other doctor that I saw.
1: You can think it. I can know it. I've been around long (laughs) enough to see it and hear it. And the amount of patients that came into my office over the years who had previously had other experiences that were very far from ours, was less of a compliment to what we were doing and more of a reflection on how sad the landscape is there with everything. And, and we've never been at a time where people are, you know, have their own motivations. And that takes me to the old idea of intentions. And we'll do a podcast about intentions. I know we talked about perspective, which uh, in episode nine, which I think is something that people should be listening to. But we'll do one about intentions too, because if your intentions are off kilter, then you're going to have a real problem of, of delivering for other people. And I hope practitioners out there are listening too, and bring it on. If you disagree with my opinion, I'd love to hear it.
0: So enough about me. Let's get to you and your injury. I don't, you're, you're four days out from surgery. Four days. Correct. First of all, how, how are you feeling? You getting the jitters you know, a little bit? You ready to go? Like, for, You're
1: the patient now, it's right? Been like, a- that's that's got to be a different mindset. This week has been, has been heavy just because I'm also trying to get everything in order so I can go into surgery peace of mind. I'm trying to like get a bunch of stuff or, organized, tape some pods, uh, manage my family as I always do with pride. But, you know, there's responsibility to that. And it's going to be different around here because I'm not used to the one who's being taken care of, uh, which is okay. Uh, I love being able to care for my family, but it's a different time. So yeah, there's some angst, but we're there. So I am moving forward and and doing stuff. I have a test on, I got a COVID test on Saturday uh, because you got to get COVID tested three days before. So then
0: nose one up the nose. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So I got that. And uh, we'll see what goes on, but it's different times. And even the whole process after the fact's going to change. Uh, I got a chair delivered to my bedroom. I, here's another thing. The reality is, is that some things to help you cost money, some t- things to help you don't. The exercises that you're going to learn with a TheraBand to help out your posture, that really doesn't cost money. It costs you time and you have to, you have to commit to it. But there's other things that make it more beneficial for your recovery. And I get that. I get that on the professional level. I also get it on my level. So fortunately, I can afford a reclining chair for the next six weeks because I'm immobilized for four to six weeks in a sling 24-7. And they want you to sleep upright because sleeping in a horizontal position is not advantageous to your health, given what I'm going through. So I got a nice leather recliner, electric, that delivered to my room, and that'll be my bed coming <laughs> up for for a bunch of times. Uh, my my wife Julie and uh, our dog Peachy can roam the bed freely and not have to worry about me. Although, <laughs> it's crazy since we got our dog, Peachy takes my pillow, and I have like three inch. I got like three inches. At the far end of a king size bed, that's mine. I'm like, what's going on here? Like, how did this dog just take everything away from me? But I love her and she can have my pillow. Don't you have a small dog? Yeah, but she knows how to nestle up and she knows (laughs) how to just make her space. And you know what? It's just the way it is. I guess I'm meant to not have a lot of space on the bed.
0: I don't think we've officially shared your story on the podcast. I know we we before we taped one, but we never ended up putting it out because it was the day that you ended up recording and posting My Sweet Brenda. So let's go over the story about how you officially hurt your shoulder, because it's a pretty, pretty funny story since we're talking about dogs. That is it kind (laughs) of. well and once you hear the story you'll understand why that transitions well so why don't you go ahead and share the story about how you hurt your shoulder at the
1: Super Bowl so let's set the stage a little bit of the Super Bowl so this is the Super Bowl in January I guess early February of 2018 and I had the pleasure the year before of going to the Super Bowl. Uh, I went at the beginning of the week to Houston and then I went act- actually went back for the weekend to watch the game and Julie came with me. I had some work to do, but I was also there to enjoy the game, uh, which is a conversation that we gotta have too because that 2017 Super Bowl, being in that building, that is the craziest sporting event that I've ever had the pleasure of participating in as a fan or anything else. So, Eagle, Eagles, Patriots, Super Bowl. Yes, uh, was it twenty-eight to three at one point? Oh is no, that, that was the Falcons. Yes, yeah, sorry, Falcons. That, the Falcons won. Uh, so, oh yes. Man. yes, 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 was yes, yes. And so, Houston was a beautiful place for the Super Bowl, and I got to witness how insane the security is at the Super Bowl. It's just on a level that you can't even imagine. And I understand that now because when you go to a Super Bowl, you realize that it's a hot spot. You know, the world is watching and we live in a messed up world right now. So those kind of thoughts go through your head. But it understands why they have these perimeters built and armored tankers and all these other things that are quite intimidating, especially to a Canadian. And so we, we fast forward to the 2018 Super Bowl, which you're correct, was with the uh, Pats and Eagles And Chris Long was playing with the Eagles at the time, and I was there working with him. And you got, you know, a one mile perimeter around the team hotel with the tankers. And then you're walking through and there's armed guards with guns and there's dogs and there's (laughs) layer upon layer. And then we got to factor in that it's minus 20 or whatever you want to say in 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 Fahrenheit. It's just inhumanely cold in Minnesota. Like why do they would even have a Super Bowl there. It's just an awful experience when you understand that, hey, when you go to the game, they're gonna drop you off a couple miles outside of the stadium. I mean, you're gonna walk. I knew early on that there was zero chance I was gonna attend that game. And yeah, it's not like it didn't become that for me. Like I skipped out. We could talk about that too. Uh that was a game, good
0: game though. That was a great uh, game.
1: Yeah. Not after not leaving and coming. So the, the, if the other game I skipped out, at was on the, at the big house, when uh, the Leafs and Red Wings played the biggest outdoor game. I skipped that. I skipped that one too. The tickets stayed in my pocket and Julie and I went to a a local bar in Detroit and watched the game. (laughs) I'll tell that another time, but that was actually one of the smartest moves I made as well. So it's we're, we're in Minnesota. It's the Monday or Tuesday, Chris has got all these obligations in his schedule, football players scheduling makes hockey players schedules look like a walk in the park, like football players are just in meetings all day long. And, you know, so many responsibilities. It's pretty crazy. It's also kind of scary to think about it now, because in COVID times, you know, they're co congregating way too much indoors. And that's why this isn't going to look pretty. It's not the outdoor activity that's going to yield problems so chris is running late i'm running late i have a flight to catch call it four o'clock air canada air canada is the worst if you're listening i'm happy to explain why uh at another a later date but i have to get there outside of an hour because i have to catch my plane and check my bag i had to check my bag a table that's heavy call it 40 pounds but if i because if i didn't check it and get there in time the table doesn't make it back to toronto and I don't make it out the next morning. I was literally flying home to see my kids for two hours to fly out the next morning to see another one of my guys. And I'm rushing to get out at the hotel. You cannot get out at the main floor. You have to get off at the second floor and take the escalator down. So I'm rushing. It's intense. I got to get to the airport and because there's no other flights out. And I'm going down the escalator. There's so many people there. I'm holding the table in my left hand. I get to the bottom of the escalator. There's people with like guns and security guards and just a small little area as well. And I take a couple steps when I get off and one of the guard dogs kind of looks at me and kind of lunges at me, did something that startled me and I kind of went backwards and you know, startled, I'm not a big dog guy. So yeah, I'm not, I'm not always scared of dogs, but like big dogs are definitely not my jam. So I was startled. I lunged backwards and I felt as if someone took a knife and stabbed my neck. I'd never felt that pain before. And I took my left arm and I kind of hiked it up to like, cause I didn't know what the pain was. Now I'm holding a 40-pound bag in my hands that looks suspicious with all these people staring at me and like, what's going on? And you're doing I, this I, weird neck movement with your arms. <laughs> with, with luggage that looks suspicious, like it's not a good place to be. So I'm just like, I got to get out of here. So I kind of walked out of it. Next thing you know, I'm in minus 20 degree weather. I'm walking you know, a mile to get on the outside of the perimeter to get in an Uber to get to the airport. Of course, I get to the airport and like 85% of my flights over the years, if not more, Air Canada is delayed. They didn't tell me. They didn't send me a notice. They really don't care about my time. And I'm sitting there waiting for the plane to arrive. And I could tell right then my shoulder was toast. By the time I got home, which was after my kids went to sleep, thank you, Air Canada, my shoulder was in so much pain and given my understanding of shoulders and the body I knew I was screwed then and Mm. I was I basically my arm got kind of yanked out of the socket and tore everything on the back of my shoulder and I battled for as long as I could until my guys retired and now I'm going under the knife finally in a couple days Um, did you
0: take any time off in between or did you like that next day did you hop on the flight and go see your guy
1: yeah it's actually a crazy story to be honest because I hopped on a plane to go see my guy Zetterberg, who, you know, I've talked to you before. He's this guy is my guy. And, and there's a lot of love there. And I was not going to not show up for him. But mm-hmm. ironically, the day that day I went to see him was also the day I knew in my head that his career was also going to come to an end. And and there was an expiry date on that. And it was just really weird, but I showed up, but my relationship with my guys was always transparent and it was like, listen, I have a problem. So if I'm going to be making some sounds or some noises and you see some cringing, it's all good. You guys go through it all the time. I can go through it. You're not going to hear about my shoulder again because I'm not, you're not here to help me and worry about me, which they always did. Like they always cared about me and that was never forgotten or at least the guys who I developed that bond with and you'll you'll see come on this show and that we'll talk to. So I knew I was in trouble uh, and I basically did the best I could for the following, call it 18 months until uh, I find myself uh, on the DL right now or more appropriately on the IR. IR. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Uh-huh. Yeah, so that I'm just going to go into that now because people have also let me, asked me yeah let,
0: let, let me let me let me set it up because i i've had this question asked a, a lot about you know what well why is it called off the ir and originally we were going to call it on the ir and then you just you couldn't you you physically it, it just was not sitting well with you and you wrestled with it for about a week and then you messaged me like we can't, we got to call it off the IR. Why did it bother you so much to call it on the IR and explain to the people why the show is officially called off the IR.
1: So in professional sports land, IR is the injured reserve it Could also be the injury report, but it's the injured reserve. And it's basically where they place the players who aren't playing because they're injured and there's a timeline there. And that's the way it is when, I thought of names and I said, we talked about on the IR. It just made me nauseous in my stomach. Cause I made a career of keeping guys off the IR. I made it was, e- it was,
0: it was the, the, the play on words that you were heading on the
1: IR, right? Correct. I was That's like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to be on the IR. So, yeah. you know, on the IR with Dr. Aubrey green sounded pretty good to me, but when I dove into it, I'm like, made me want to puke. I'm like, I don't like the IR. My guys aren't on the IR. We're about getting off the IR. So I said, you know what, let's call it off the IR because I'm going about this to try and get off the IR people. And the information that we're talking about mentally, physically, emotionally, all that stuff is really about getting you off the IR, off a point in your life where you're not necessarily well, or you're trying to, find a healthier path and that's what we're motivating to do here so the name got switched mum ir injured <laughs> reserve your son he's going to be working hard to get off it but uh that is yet to be determined so that's where we came up with the name and while we're talking about the name let's just me reiterate to those listening this isn't a sports talk show this isn't a Place where you're going to come and we're going to talk sports all the time and injuries all the time. And then we're going to sprinkle in a little life and all the other things that I think are important. This is a life, health, wellness, real unfiltered podcast where we're going to talk about where that intersects with sports and bring that in. But please understand that there's a bigger picture, regardless of what it's called. We're, we're out here on a path and there's some motivation that I have behind what I'm doing that goes far beyond. So if you're listening and you feel like the sports is overwhelming and you're not liking it because we're talking too much sports, then I'm clearly missing my mark. And if you're coming only for sports and all sports, uh, I wish you a fond goodbye, because at some point you're gonna say, bring on the sports and I'll say, hey, there's a lot of sports podcasts with a lot of great people who are happy to talk that for the full hour. So there's the name, there's the intentions, and I'm happy I finally got both of those off my chest and we put it out there for you to hear. It only took us like 10 podcasts to finally get that out to the public. There you go. There but you go. know
0: what? We uh, it, was, it was necessary because like you said, we both get questions a lot about what, why is it called off the IR? You know, what's the show about? You know, those questions pop up a lot. And uh, so I think it was important that we kind of settled, settled the score a little bit and explain why we called it what we did and what we're going to be chatting about over the next, however long we do this show, hopefully a very long time. We have great aspirations for this show. So I guess to wrap up, you got any final
1: thoughts for us today? Take care of your health. Be fair to yourself in these tough, tough times. I find a lot of people are being hard on themselves, critical, their expectations of what they expect to accomplish are no different than they were nine months ago. And I think that we're in a place in time where people need to learn to be kinder to themselves, be more aware of their own health and pursue better health and wellness. And I'm doing that for myself physically right now. You're doing that for yourself, Mike, physically right now, you're gonna jump on that path. So I encourage everybody physically, emotionally, psychologically. Now is a great time to work on yourself. I'm going to give you a tip before we shut it down that just popped in my head. There's many apps out there. This is not an advertisement, but there's one that I've referred people to in the past called Headspace. I'm not sure if you've heard of it, but there's a lot of different mini meditation bits that are on there. Stuff for sleep, stuff for waking up in the morning. All stuff, stuff for your kids, uh, different age groups. And I encourage you to add a little bit of mental meditation into your day. And that's a good place to start. They have a 10-day program. That's great. There's a suggestion. Was not a promotion. Just trying to help you. And And that's my final thoughts. And I might not be speaking to you before I'm under the knife. I will keep your health in my mind. Mike, and I know that Dr. Claire is going to take care of you and everybody. I look forward to telling you and keeping you in the loop as I navigate this path with hopes of educating you at home and making you feel a little bit better about your journey and the path that you're on. Yeah,
0: it's going to be, uh, it's, it's going to be a good journey. And I'm sure we'll, we'll speak before that. <laughs> before <Tuesday. laughs> I can guarantee we'll have a conversation before yeah. then. Um, but yeah, guys, remember the 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 Arnet part two, I believe, will be coming out on Monday. So that's gonna be Monday's show. Uh, so enjoy that. It's gonna be a good one. If if you haven't listened to number one, go back and listen to number one and then enjoy number two on uh, on Monday. And also we're gonna be starting to put a little bit more content on Instagram. We're gonna be utilizing some IGTV stuff, and we're gonna be
1: doing some what's YouTube. That? We're doing YouTube too. I'm excited about yes. getting that off the, the, cause we've been taping a lot of these pods and we've just been doing it, uh, audio, but we're also gonna be jumping on. Uh, I'm excited to start that page, start YouTube. We're gonna be doing a lot more stuff on IGTV and Instagram. And I will say this, there will be a pod coming out soon that is all about social media, my stance on it. So you can understand my take my experience at my struggles and hopefully you'll then understand where i'm coming from and what i'm trying to do so
0: go uh, right now go check it out at off underscore the underscore IR on Instagram. Uh, Once we get the YouTube page up and running, we'll definitely get you that information as well. We'll leave this uh, podcast right here. Thanks everyone so much for listening. Remember to subscribe to the show, leave a rating and review as well. Let us know your thoughts. We'll see you guys on Monday. This has been Off the IR with Dr. Avi Green.